Hello, hello guys. What's up, what's up? It's Buttercup and welcome to my first podcast episode. This podcast is going to be called Butter Talks and we're just going to talk about whatever the fuck I want. So <laughs> stay tuned if you want. So um, we should start with the first chapter and I'm going to go ahead and talk about my childhood memories. Just know if you hear a shaking or some kind of thing, it's For some reason, my apartment shakes, and I don't know if this is when the downstairs people turn their AC on or something. It's just weird. I don't know how to describe it, but that really uh, interrupted the beginning of the beginning, what I was going to (laughs) say. So, pretty much, it's just going to be me chilling, you know, talking to you like you're my best friend, you know what I'm saying? I don't believe in the word best friend, though, and we'll get to that in a minute, but... So this first episode is going to be titled Childhood Memories, um, pretty much the beginning, Abused by a Teacher, and Bad Best Friends. So I don't know where to start, you know what I'm saying? I didn't really, I wrote some points and I'm just going to go based off my memory. I don't always like to write down a whole bunch of shit. I kind of like to whim it on a whim. Wait, did that make sense? Whim it on a whim? I hope so. Okay, so I'm going to start off by saying that I don't really want to say my real, real name, but I will say my childhood name, the name I gave myself in middle school, Elo, which pretty much, um, what's funny is that I named myself Elo and then everybody started calling me Elo in high school, you know, no, middle school through high school, everybody called me Elo, and, um, and pretty much the funny thing is that I didn't know that my mom was called Elo as well. Because the funny thing is that my mom and her mom have the same name. So it's pretty much like I'm Elo the third. But their real name, I don't really want to say it. Um, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like a, a short abbreviation of what their actual name is. You know, the abbreviation of Elo. So... Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Um, So yeah, so I gave myself that nickname, not even knowing that it's already been a nickname before. But you know what I'm saying? Everybody has probably played out certain things over and over, and I didn't realize that. One being a name, you know. And um, so yeah, that was like my, I guess my real name, somewhat nickname, you know, from middle school throughout high school. And, um, it's funny how it stuck so long and people just called me that all the time. And now I feel like that I'm older. I wanted an artist name. I wanted something different a little bit, you know, almost like an alter ego, but like somewhat like a, a fantasy character that's truly what they are. Like... The whole thing with my name Buttercup, you know, like to me that comes from my favorite Powerpuff Girl, Buttercup. So that's why I named, I changed my name to Buttercup because ever since I was little, well, maybe not that young, I was always a little bit rough or I was always a little bit, I grew up around boys all the time, like my family members, like I was mainly around a bunch of guys, you know, that picked on me, pushed me around. They were the ones who got me tough. And 
I feel like a lot of my family members made me tough because it was like they were throwing shots at me left and right. And at first I was getting hit, crying. You know how it is when you're a child, like you cry, you feel, I mean, even now that I'm an, an adult, I cry too, but I'm just saying that you feel it more as a, a child, you know? And I just feel like my childhood was just filled with so many weird memories and stuff. Not just bad ones, but also good ones too. And I feel like that my old name, my old, my old name, Elo, is like special to me because like I had so many people that I grew up with calling me that. And, you know, because it's like the origin. But I really like my new name buttercup as well because it's spelled differently you know to avoid any copyright infringement and shit but <laughs> but also that's just a name anyways you know there wasn't there a fucking horse named buttercup or some shit i'm trying not to cuss because i want to be able to put this or monetize this podcast and there i go there i freaking go so now i'm gonna have to use code words freaking shiz okay here we go <laughs> So anyways, I know this podcast is all over the place, but that's just who I am. So it's going to be that way. Um, I should back up away from the fucking... I feel like I might be so loud. Anyways. um, Where was I? Oh yeah, so my new name, Buttercup. I feel like it fits me now because I'm way more tougher than I was when I was a kid. And I just feel like, you know... I feel like a new person, you know what I'm saying? I feel new, reborn, you know, um, in good ways, in good ways. It's just crazy how life can be. Um, but what do I want to start? You know, I started with a little bit of the origin of my actual name, my real name, you know, and how it changed a little bit, somewhat summarized it, uh, but let's talk about, I guess, the beginning of my childhood. And that was one of the beginnings was my name, trying to find out who I was. And that's still a thing. You know, I feel like that's a journey for everyone. We're still trying to find out who we are. We change. We're not the same people that we were six years ago, seven years ago, whatever the fuck, right? I feel like we're all evolving. You know, I feel like this is definitely an evolution, my stomach's about to growl, so if you hear that shit... Oh, fuck. <laughs> I cussed twice, yo. I'm trying not to cuss. Okay, here we go. Zip, zip, zip. Nah. Okay, so... The beginning, you know. I feel like, well, I should probably talk about the south side, but I think I'm going to get that. I'm going to get into that one in podcast two. Um, but pretty much, I want to talk about, like, childhood memories and how... I feel like I was kind of neglected a little bit, like from my aunts. Um, not all the time. I feel like they paid attention to me here and there. But I feel like they they really didn't, I don't know. Like I feel like my aunts were going through something or they have been. And I feel like they just don't care. You know how it is with family. Family is not perfect. Like your own family may not even feel like your own family, you know. You could be living with a bunch of roommates and that's your family. 
And I feel like that um, a lot of my family members were, of course, during the beginning of years, were very close. One being that I'm small. One being that I'm not growing into the little motherfucking chaos ball that I am now. <laughs> and I feel like that's why my aunts look at me funny. There's been a lot of things that happened in my life, okay? And I feel like there's been a lot of backstabbing and betrayal in the family as well. And I kind of learned to take that silently. And I feel like that's what sucks is that we kind of would just be silent about how we felt about situations. And I wasn't really like that. I didn't like that feeling. So whenever me and my family members, we'd fight, I was the vocal one. I was the one to be like, I'm not saying hello to you today because you motherfucking made me mad the other day. Or whatever the situation was, you know. And they, of course, would be so upset that I wasn't grown up about the situation. And it's like, I'm just trying to talk to you about it. You want to go on about your day like it never happened. You know, to me, that's fake. And so that's that's just how I felt. And so that's why I always vocalized how I felt. And I feel like some of my family members just took it as, you know, oh, she's crazy. Oh, she's, you know... There's something wrong with her because she's always got something to say. And it's like, no, bro, like, look at yourself in the mirror. I do that as well. I've had lots of moments where I've been the one, the fuck up, you know? And I feel like with family, like, it's just one of those passive aggressive things, you know? And that was kind of what happened or has been happening throughout the years until now, you know, with me. But before I even grew to that age to vocalize things, let's take it back to when I was two. I don't remember what I was doing when I was two, but I do sure remember the stories my mom, dad, and grandma told me. Everybody. And they told me when I was two, I started walking. Like, I was able to walk a little bit. Like, I would grab onto things, try and walk. I was trying to evolve. My soul wanted to evolve. And it's crazy how when I was three, I wanted to dance. I just wanted to dance. Like, see, if you think about it, a being that's just born wants to do so much. Like, whatever your soul's driven to do, you already feel it as a child. And that's kind of what I feel, like, with life. Like, with my soul mission, I've always wanted to be somebody. I I remember when I was in elementary school, I used to... um want to be a fashion designer that was the first thing I wanted to do I wanted to design clothes and you know who inspired me Raven Simone that's so Raven she inspired me I was little watching that's so Raven but even before that's so Raven I wanted to design clothes my grandma she sews my mom she sews um there you know my mom used to make her own dresses so did my grandma And my grandma and my mom still do to this day as well. They've made me dresses. They've made me skirts. They've made me Halloween costumes. I'm so grateful for them. Um, (laughs) Did y'all hear that? My stomach just growled. ASMR, yo. (laughs) Anyways, um, it's the morning, so my voice may be a little cracky here and there. I don't care. Anyways, uh. So yeah, so they used to sew. I mean, they they still do sew. Not used to. They still sew. My grandma sews. My mom sews. 
And the thing with my grandma and my mom, together they are both my mother. To me, they're both my moms. Both moms. My grandma raised me as a child whenever my mom and my dad were going through something. She was raising me, you know, at her house in the south side. Because my mom and dad live, you know, somewhere else. I'm not going to say, but um, they live somewhere else. And it's nice there. And, um, you know, they were lucky to get a house that their friend made them. Because back then it was a lot easier to... I mean, I don't know. I guess just where we were for my mom and dad, it was easier for them to have a friend, help them with a home. And they weren't rich. My mom and dad were poor. I mean, not poor, poor, but like they were poor. Like they were Southsiders. Like, you know, my grandma reuses um, Tupperware and she's been doing that for years. And like not even Tupperware. She would fucking. Oh, snap. I'm trying not to cuss. She would. uh Oh, whatever. She would like, you know, when you when she would buy H-E-B ham or H-E-B turkey, she would reuse the packaging. She would wash the the ham. I mean, wash the ham. <laughs> nah, she would put the ham in another container and then, you know, she would put that somewhere else or she would put it in a plastic baggie. And then once we finished it, it was trash. But like the the container itself, you know, like where you put the ham, you know how some, some containers like actually close and they're not just like regular packaging plastic. Well, she would take that container that had the ham packaging logo and everything. She would just wash the container, reuse it for tomatoes, lettuce. She was smart. And I feel like that when you have less money, you're able to be smarter and adapt to things quicker. And that's true because my grandma and my grandpa for years have been surviving and living and flourishing um, with the things they have and they don't have a lot and you know what they taught me they taught me you don't need to have that much and I feel it I feel it you don't need to have a mansion I mean would it be nice of course it would right but you have what you have and that is your blessing and you do what you can in that moment with what you have and that's pretty much my life. My grandma. I did not even know about Gucci until I was 20-something. Y'all, I remember in high school being so unaware of fashion, trends, whatever it was. I was so unaware. Like, I would just be walking like I had the baddest swag, you know what I'm saying? I thought I was all that with my ugly ass fucking sketchers. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't even think they were sketches, yo. Okay, honestly, I had like, um, I did have Doc Martens. I did have some nice shoes. But I mainly would go to the thrift store. Thrift store this, thrift store that. Hand-me-downs. And you know where I found the Doc Martens? At the thrift store. I didn't go online. I never went online. Until now. I mean, I love online shopping now, trust me. But um, it's just crazy the evolution and how you adapt to things and the way life is. You know. And um, being young, being little, I didn't know what Gucci, what all these Prada things were. I didn't give a fuck about it. 
I felt happy with what I was wearing. Even if my shit was just from the mall or, you know, or it was $5 or a dollar or it was always thrift store. My grandma lived close to a thrift store. And mind you, my grandma's house was pretty much my house as well. Well, not mine, but like, you know, living under her house. It felt like a house that I lived at because every day I was there every day until now. I mean, well, now, you know, I I live on my own with my dude, but like I'm saying that back then it was different. It felt like my grandma's house was my house. And it was because she brought me up. I was little. I lived there all the time. My grandma is amazing, you know, and I call her Tata. <laughs> I don't know why, but we've always called my grandma and grandpa Toto and Tata and my grandma's Tata. <laughs> but um, she raised me and she showed me how to speak Spanish. That was my first language, Spanish. Era mi primer idioma. Um, I don't know how to speak Spanish completely 100% perfect. I feel like that's another thing that I got to get into the on the second podcast. But definitely Spanish. I, sp- I spoke it fluently and beautifully, my grandma says. Always, whenever I go over and I speak Spanish now, she's like, you need to get better at speaking Spanish. But she'll say it in Spanish. She'll be like, what does she say in Spanish? See, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need to get better at it. Pero si era mi primer idioma. Yo si puedo hablar español poquito, pero... No hablo mucho ahora porque yo no no tengo muchos amigos o amigas que hablan español. Y a veces me, me, ¿cómo se llama? I get embarrassed cuando yo no sé todas las palabras y todos están hablando en un... Y luego yo no sé qué decís, yo no me recuerdo una palabra, me voy a ver stupid. (laughs) Sí, sometimes... I forget words, so I say it in English, you know. That was my first language, Spanish. Then I learned English, obviously, later. But Spanish was was what it was. Um, same thing with my brother. He also spoke Spanish amazingly when he was little. And he still does now. I don't think he forgot. I think he's really good at that still. Um... <coughs> But yeah, when I was little, when I was three, I just knew I wanted to dance. I knew I wanted to sing. I knew I wanted to do something. I knew I wanted to design clothes. I just felt like maybe I was like, should I just do one thing? I didn't know what to do. And even when you're growing up, you're like, what do I do? Because obviously your mind's focused on school 100% of the time. You're worried about deadlines. You're worried about going to ISS. Well, that was me. Um, you're worried about stupid shit because of your own stupid mistakes. But I feel like that's probably another episode because we're still talking about when I was a little baby or when I was like, you know, three, four, five and, and my stomach's growling. Just ignore it. Uh, okay. So elementary, elementary. You know, after being taken care of by my grandma, she still would take care of me after school and everything. First grade hits. Boom. 
or maybe it was pre-K and kinder. I think it, I think I went to kinder. I don't think I went to pre-K. I don't even remember. But I feel like those two, I think it was, I don't know if it was the first, first fucking year. Because <clears throat> I feel like once I was in first grade, things started to dial down, like on the abuse. But, like, I feel like when I was, it, it was either pre-K or kinder, and I cannot remember because, you know, it's been so long, but I do remember the abuse, you know. I remember the classroom. I remember being short. Of course, I remember the view. It's crazy how I can actually remember parts of my life, and it had to be that moment. And I don't know how old I was. I just know I was young, and I would go to school after I fought the first day of being there crying, being like, I don't want to be here. I decided to just accept the fact that I'm, I got to go to school. And I remember going to school, having, you know, nice teachers. But there was this one teacher. She looked like a troll. She looked like, you know, like a hunchback troll from Notre Dame or whatever. She had glasses. She looked like a man. And I feel bad for saying that, but... Was all power to me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this lady every day would pinch my cheeks in school and in a kinder, wherever I made. I guess it was kinder. She would pinch my cheeks so hard that I would get bruises. And this was every other day. And my mom was worried. She was like, "What's going on?" Like, <clears throat> sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> Um, so yeah, my mom was worried, like, what, what's wrong? And I would cry and I was afraid to go to school and it was so, I was so little. And you know what? I've never spoke about this publicly. Um, shit, I think I'm getting too close to the mic. I'm going to back up because I don't know how loud I am. I'm so sorry if the first episode's a little loud. I don't know. But I remember being afraid to go to school because there was a lady that was going to grab my cheeks and she would pretend that she was being nice to me like, oh, hello, little one, and then like grab my cheeks. I don't think she spoke English. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I just gave her a fucking uh, English accent, my bad, from England. British accent. I think that's what I was trying to say. Sorry. I am so dumb right now. Anyways, um... So yeah, so yeah, so this lady, she would pinch my cheeks every day and sometimes she wouldn't pinch them too hard because I don't know if she didn't want to get caught. I don't know what the point was to pinch my cheeks. And when I say cheeks, the cheeks on my face, okay? Don't get it twisted. Not those. Um, but pretty much she was like, like at first would say stuff, but then she was quiet and then... I remember her being silent and pinching my cheeks really hard. Like being silent. Silent. Like I just feel like I remember a point where she was talking to me and pinching my cheeks. And I think that was the beginning. But then after a while that she started to pinch my cheeks, I don't even think she said anything. She would just do it. And you know, after a while my mom was like, are we doing that? I don't think we are. And it wasn't them. And then finally, I told my mom that there was a lady. I don't know why I held on so long to tell my mom that I was getting hurt. I was just scared. I was little. 
I was just scared. I was like, why is someone pinching my cheeks so hard and getting bruises, purple, red? I just remember that. And the funny thing is, well, it's not funny, but there was another aunt of mine that would pinch my cheeks and I would be furious when she would do that because it would remind me of the lady from school. The teacher. The fuck face. Dang, I gotta... Alright. <laughs> I just remember that. And that was definitely like kinder... Around that time, she would always pinch my cheeks and it would hurt. And then I would tell my mom and then finally, you know, I think she had spoke to the principal and I don't know what happened, but they didn't fire the lady. She's been there for years and she's still there now. I mean, I don't even know if she's still there now because I haven't been to that part of of the town. I mean, I've been around there, but like where my elementary is. But I haven't drove by that school. So. I've seen her once when I was in my mom's car with my mom a long time ago. I think it was in high school and we used to pick up my bro from. Or no, I think I was in middle school. And we used to pick up my bro from um, the elementary school I used to go to. And I would see her and I'd be like, ugh. But yeah, but I think the principal had a talk with her. But back then, remember, abuse was allowed. I mean. Not at the point where I was like, like I was born 1994. So after that, I'm sure it calmed down. Right. But even then, I'm telling you, I was in kinder and the fucking lady abused me like she was pinching my cheeks every day. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if it was normal. I didn't know what, but I felt sad. I felt like, what? Leave me alone. Don't touch me. And it made me not like people. I'd be shy. I wouldn't like to see people. My mom even told me that. Whenever like a guest from my grandma's house would walk in, I would stick the tongue out of them. I did not like people. I was thinking everyone was ready to fuck me over since I was little. I knew people were ready to fuck me over since I was little. I mean, I didn't feel I wasn't fully aware they were, but I felt something inside that was like, I don't know. And that's literally me speaking like in a point of view of my childhood. And I was like little, 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 you know. I was just scared. I was just scared. Like, why are you touching my cheeks? Like, why are you grabbing on so hard? And then on top of that, my aunt would do it. And this was an aunt from Laredo and from Mexico. I'm Mexican. And see, that's the other thing. We'll get into episode two. I'm Mexican and a lot of people would make fun of me because I'm white. And that's episode two. But in this episode, we're just talking about, like, my childhood and some weird-ass stuff. Because I just want to be able to remember this when I'm, like, 90, yo. And I don't know how long my memory is going to span, so I'm t- I'm here talking about it. So. But, yeah, I was uh, abused by a teacher and nothing happened to her. I was abused by a teacher for maybe, like, two months straight. Took it like a champ. Then... Of course, everyone was worried, like, what's going on? Is it just, like, a skin thing or what? Like, no. There's a lady fucking grabbing onto my cheeks every day. And at first, it wasn't bruising. At first, it was pink, red. And then it starts to get worse. 
And I just remember that. And after pre-K, kinder, first grade, and second grade went better. But I was still shy. I was still timid. I was still like, I don't want to fuck around. I mean, I don't want to fuck around. I don't want to be around these people. Like, like I don't want to be around people. I just didn't want to be around people. I didn't really enjoy myself to the fullest, like, growing up. Because I was always, like, just, like, with one eye open. Like, what are you trying to do? But I would say I had naive points as well because I feel like once I started to get friends, I started to feel a little more confident and I started to feel like, well, maybe I ain't so alone, you know, and I wasn't. I had my grandma, I had my grandpa, I had my dad, my mom, but my dad was constantly playing. He was a musician. He'd always be, you know, playing gigs. He was playing Fiesta Texas for four years, like I guess till I was five. So pretty much he was always on the go. He always had gigs and shows. And, you know, my mom and dad were fighting at that point. So I was living with my grandma, but with my mom and dad as well. It was really confusing. And, you know, um, I'm glad my mom and dad were able to get it together. And they kind of like held on and held on for us. But like. It was really weird growing up. I mean, not weird, like terrible. It wasn't like terrible, but like, you know, I'm just explaining how it felt to me. And so my grandma taught me Spanish. My grandpa, I loved them. I remember lots of things. It's crazy how I'm getting memory triggers and I'm getting to remember certain little. I could actually feel like I'm there in certain spots of my life and what I used to watch on TV. And I've been in dreams. I just remembered a dream right now where I was somewhere elegant. And I don't even know what age I was when I had that dream. I think I was like 15 or something. That's weird. But anyways, um. so yeah, first grade, second grade, I feel like I was more comfortable, but still not scared, but just like, I don't know. I just didn't know how to feel about life. Um, but I wasn't sad. I still had fun times. I was a kid, you know. So I still played with toys. I still felt like I was enjoying my youth somewhat. Um, and I remember that teacher still being there. So she's still there and it's crazy and she never got away with it. So I don't know if she ever did it to other kids or if she was like, okay, I'm going to stop doing this. But if she stopped, you know, that's pretty good. But I feel like I'm not alone. I'm sure there's been teachers because when I was like going to school it was still somewhat sketchy like there was still people working at schools that were sketchy like this lady was sketchy my teacher the one that pinched my cheeks she was sketchy as fuck really sketchy and i feel like i think that's when i started to rebel a little bit like inside i already felt in my soul i was mad but I didn't know that life wasn't going to be perfect. When you're little, you think that the world's going to be rainbows and butterflies all the time. And when shit hits the fan, it's really hitting the fan. But I, I would say that with abuse, like, you know, it's so wrong. Like, if you're a teacher and you're watching this, and I don't know who's watching this, but don't like be so rough with kids like even my mom to this day i know that a lot of teachers out there are really really comforting to children they're very nurturing and i'm very happy that there are people out there like that but there are also people 
that my mom has mentioned even to this day that work at schools who like grab children and slam them on the ground. This child got slammed on the ground because he was acting crazy, acting. You don't get a child. Plus, that's not even your child. And plus, don't even do that. Huh? He grabbed a child, slammed him on the ground, and he was crying because he was on concrete. Like, he could have really hurt himself. And I don't even know exactly what happened, but that was what my mom told me happened. And I was like, that's messed up. I'm sure, like, the principal had multiple calls because my mom told me, too, that that lady was doing it several times. Like, not to the kid, but sometimes here and there, there would be incidents where mothers would call and... You know, stuff would be going left. And I feel like they need to take those teachers out. Why are you holding this person still there? I'm sure it's because there's some kind of secretive thing going on to where they have to keep them because of unemployment or something. I don't know. Like, I just don't know. It's just like teachers being rough with children is like definitely taking advantage and definitely abuse because they know that they're bigger they're stronger and that these children can't they're not as strong as them so like if they make that person mad and that person doesn't have the patience to deal with a child first of all if you don't got the patience to deal with a child what are you doing there what are you doing there ask yourself that and I'm talking about teachers who are just abusive and aggressive with their children. Like, yes, there's a way to talk to a child assertively to where they're doing wrong. You can raise your voice a little, but don't slam a child. Don't, you know what I mean? Put them in timeout. Make them go sit down in the corner and keep them there. But don't be aggressive with them. You're teaching them that when you when they get older, they're going to slam children on the ground too. So it's like this whole thing, like ch child abuse, like it's always there. Like even though we don't see it in the media, it's always hidden. It's never brought to light all the time. Even me, like think about it. I probably could have had some good money from that lady. <laughs> I could have sued her, but we didn't. I don't know. Like she just didn't get caught. She just, I mean, she got caught by the the principal, but I'm sure her and the principal were buddies. Maybe they went to go get donuts afterwards. I don't know. All I know is it was wrong that that happened to me. And all I know is that is that it's wrong that things are happening to children all around the world because of aggressiveness and, you know. Like, you're going to slam a child on the ground? Like, dang. But anyways, that was a part of my life. As I got older, I still experienced bullying I also experienced somebody trying to get me in a gang when I was in elementary school. They wanted me to join a brown gang. I, it was like, I think it was called Brown Pride or I don't even remember. I don't even remember what gang it was. I just remember it was a dark color and it was in an elementary school. And this dude was in a gang in elementary school. And I think I was in first grade or second grade when I was hearing about this guy. I mean, kid, because <laughs> we were kids. This kid wanted me to s suck his, you know, I remember him telling me that's crazy that I remember to this day in first grade. I don't remember if it was first grade or even kinder or second grade. It was one of those grades, right? This kid told me to suck it. You know, I just learned about that. 
I was confused, but I felt scared. Like, what? And he thought I was dumb. I'm just ignorant because I'm little. I didn't know what you're talking about. And then he wanted me to join a gang. And of course, I didn't even know what that was. So I said no. But he was trying to tell me, you know, like his gang stuff, his gang life. And he was so little. So these kids, they're even in gangs now, like when they're little. Um, and, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. If your family's in a gang, you got to be in the gang. And I'm not, you know, saying that's wrong or anything because that's another way of life. But it is very dangerous. And what I'm saying is it's just crazy how he was like so young and he wanted you know, for me to join a gang, I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. I was like, okay. But he would make fun of me all the time. He would bully me. He would push me. So I experienced a lot of that kind of hatred and already hatred in the South. Like hatred from my aunts, hatred from teachers, and hatred from friends or people around me. I still had fun though. Like the weird thing is that I had to make the best of it. But yeah. All I remember is him asking me to be in a gang. And they, he would always have this like colored flag on him. Oh, I guess someone's jamming downstairs. Dang, they're jamming a lot. Anyways, just ignore the music guys. It'll just be like background ambience or something. Um, So pretty much, it's just crazy like. All the stuff that happens, you know, in my life, like. But as a child, you know, that's how it is. Like you deal with things, you get back up, you, you fall back down, you get back up. That's how it is. You just that's how it is. And so I didn't join the gang. <laughs> Obviously, I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And this kid didn't even explain it right. But he was tough and he would always pick on me. And I do remember my dad going over there and scaring the fuck out of him. He actually chased him. I remember I remember my dad, like he went and scared like the dude that was picking on me. He went to my school. I was in elementary and he chased him down. I remember his name. His name was Ruben. And my dad chased this kid. And like he was so scared that like when I went back to class, he was telling me, your dad chased me. He's crazy. And I was like, yeah. Get him, dad. Get him. That's what I felt like. Because he was picking on me every day. From first grade to second grade. Kinder. This kid might have freaking had a crush on me. I didn't know that. But that's just how I was in childhood. Memories. In my memories. And I remember this. Can't believe these things happen. But <laughs> it's just funny. It's funny that I got picked on. And then he got karma. Because my dad went and chased him. <laughs> He didn't do nothing to him. He just chased him and like, it was funny. But that was a long time ago, obviously. It's been years and. So yeah, I feel like I had, I guess once, you know, also another thing in when I was in kinder, pre-kinder, first grade, second grade, I had bad best friends. I remember this friend, I'm going to call her Gina, but her name's actually something similar to that. It's not Gina, though. But this chick, elementary school, she chased me with a knife. I remember that. 
And it's not even funny, but I laugh at uncomfortable stuff. She was a bad best friend. She would always give me the ugly Barbie, which meant like her hair was all crazy and that she had one arm and she didn't even have any clothes. And then she'd have the pretty Barbies. She'd have all the Barbies and she'd be like, no, you're going to be the bad guy. You're going to be the ugly one. And I'd be like, okay. And even as a kid that hurts you because you don't even know. But now looking back, I'm like, that's dumb. I would have just played it, played the, the role anyway. <laughs> but like nowadays, if I was in that situation, I'd be like, yeah, give me the ugly Barbie. I'm actually going to give her a makeover. And she's going to be a bad bitch and she's going to outdo your Barbie. What? But it was so dumb. It was so dumb. The little things that when you're a kid, like I would tell her things like and she would go tell everybody, you know how it is when you're a kid. Like, oh, man. The friends you have, not everyone was a terrible friend. I had friends here and there that weren't even my friends. They were more acquaintances, but they were better than my real friends. But I just didn't talk to them that much. I probably talked to them later, later on, like way later. But, um, but yeah, I remember my first best friend, you know, inviting me over. She would be nice to me at times. And then other times she would talk shit about me with her other friends. This was first grade, second grade. It carried on. Like, I think we stopped being friends in fourth grade. I think that's what happened. But up until then, I wanted to be, I was so attached to her, you know. I was like, I want to have a best friend. I wanted to have fun. And this little bitch would always, like, I guess, like, pick on me or she would push me. She wanted to chase me with a knife. When I was little, she invited me to her house and was, like, torturing me. And she wanted to chase me with a knife. And I told her to stop. She wouldn't. And I didn't know if she was serious or not. Because she was telling me, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And she was running after me. And she was, like, almost trying to scratch me. Like, she was so close. Like, I remember the knife being so close to me. And she wasn't supposed to be my best friend. This was, like, either first grade or kinder. No, it was not kinder. It had to be first grade or second grade when this happened. But it was definitely a weird childhood. Having that best friend that would talk shit about you and then chase you with a knife and, you know, constantly make fun of you, make you feel ridiculed and little and like ignorant. I remember those friends and I had them all the time. I had them like from first grade to fourth grade. I always had those people around me. I think I, I don't know, but just there was always weird people around me and I always had to make the best of it. Always. So that was childhood. You know, my best friends weren't really my best friends. They were just people who either wanted something from me or they just felt like they needed someone in that moment. And when I was gone or when I needed someone in the moment, they weren't there. But I would say that I was just happy more with myself. I think I started to like self-love myself. Like self-love started since I was little because I was experiencing like lots of things. And it, I had to try and love myself somehow. There would be times where I'd slip up and not love myself. And then there was times I did. So I feel like it's always like a journey. Like you're, no one's perfect. Nothing's perfect. And nothing is ever smooth. You may have a moment where everything's great. And then all of a sudden, you know, you lose something. You know, things don't last forever. And you just got to remember that you got to make the best of things. 
you know what I'm saying, within the time, within the moment, or whatever you're going through. So, being young, experiencing bad friends, and sometimes I would actually feel like I I met some good friends along the way. I remember this one sleepover I went to when I was little. It was really bad. They treated me like shit. But there was one girl there that was like really cool and chill. And it was just her and I kicking it until my mom picked me up. And I remember I didn't even stay over that night. I never really stayed at any sleepovers. Like my, my family was kind of strict. But even though I was able to get away with a lot when I was younger, there still had a strict mentality, even though sometimes it wasn't enforced. But yeah, it's also because I grew up Christian and stuff. So, you know, with that, it's a lot more restricting too, you know. Maybe not in a bad way, but, you know, when you're little and you want to do what you want to do, you want to express yourself, but you... This could be another episode, religion. <laughs> but, yeah, so I just didn't have really, like, the best of friends growing up. It really showed me that, you know, there's going to be ugly people always. And I think that's why I always remain shy, t um, timid at times, but more cautious than anything. More protecting myself. I started fighting back once I was in middle school. But, like, throughout elementary, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to act. I just didn't know how to protect myself. Because constantly, it was new to me. To me, it was new that, you know, people hated me. But that was when I was little because I didn't know what to do, you know? But... I remember this one chick in elementary school. Her name was Gazelle. She was actually a gazelle. She was pretty and she stuck up for me. Like she And I would stick up for her. So when people were talking shit about her, I would tell her. <laughs> I, was, I would tell her, hey, look, these bitches talking about you. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then she would tell me the same. So it was like we had each other's backs. But then we weren't really best friends. And it was natural. It was She was really actually chill about it. Like, she wasn't like, you're not my best friend anymore. She was just like, okay, you know, we're going to do our own thing and we'll say hi here and there. And that's what's up. And that was mainly elementary. So I'm pretty much talking about just my elementary life. Like, but I think I learned how to, like, make the best of it. And, you know, if you know that your child is being abused by a teacher... You need to take it to the principal or you need to do something about it because it, it just it's wrong for children to go through that. Like, you know, have to be abused by someone that's really taking advantage. So if you know, and even if like, you know, someone whose kid is going through that, help them out, you know, tell them what it is, like what they can do to help themselves if no one's helping them or if you can help them do it because this is a child. They are they are a child, and they are in fear of the world, and they don't know what to do. And if you could help them out, that would be the best. And so I'm, I'm, I'm saying that from my childhood experiences, because being quiet because I was being hurt, thinking it was wrong, I didn't know. I was just being hurt and being like, what is going on? And so if you do see bruises on your kid, you know, do some investigating or, you know, if you if you see that somewhere. Because I don't know if it's still going on where, you know, some teachers could be abusive. I'm sure here and there, but maybe not as much anymore, which is good. 
or I just remember having like a few best friends in elementary school that helped me bring like some happiness. But I would say that half the time I made it, I made it a great experience myself. I had to make it something good, you know. So I still had somewhat fun. I still had friends here and there. You know, it's natural to be jealous. Like when you're a kid, you're going to experience all these emotions. So a lot of kids could be going through different situations with their family. And who knows? Little Jimmy that was picking on me, his mom's hitting him at home. So he's coming to school and he's picking on me because he's getting hit. And we don't know that. We don't know that. And so maybe that's why Jimmy was a bitch to me. Or, you know, was being a dick. And so there's like, it's a lot of things that when you're a child, you kind of have to forgive other children about experiences because they were young too. But that was what I pretty much experienced. I feel like middle school got better. Definitely. And then like, you know, high school was a mixture of good and bad but i'll probably talk about that on some other episodes so yeah it's been great y'all i hope you enjoyed this podcast this been butter talks and i'll see you next time love y'all peace